are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. We've sang some old songs until we got to believe in their truth, you know. And some of the songs are all right, I guess, but they kind of leave the wrong impression. No, not today, what tomorrow may bring, shadows of sunshine and rain. Well, if you take the word of God in your faith and the fire to you, you can take the word of God and change what tomorrow brings. In other words, that kind of leaves the impression. You're just at the mercy of whatever happens, you know, sirrah, sirrah, whatever will be, will be. No, thank God you can change it. Hallelujah. All right, now, let's look at something. Let's go to another passage of Scripture. We've got several of these we could cover, but... Uh, Let's do this one. Philippians, the second chapter, verse 12. Paul says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, here's a statement that if you're not careful, you'll hear people talk about it. Well, you know, Paul said, you just work out your own salvation. If you're really sincere, while you'll be all right, you know, just work out your salvation. You know, there's many roads to heaven, and we're all going to the same place. Well, Proverbs says, there's a way that seemeth right unto men, but the end thereof are the ways of death, too. (laughs) Now, what is Paul saying here? You get into the Greek and some of the other translations of it. You find that Paul said, be carrying your own salvation into effect. That's the essence of what he said. Now, it's a little blind to us the way it's recorded in the King James. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Well, you don't just work out your own salvation. You carry it into effect. The Word of God tells you how to be delivered. Now, salvation does not just mean be saved. It means deliverance, preservation, healing, and soundness. Now Paul said, be carrying that into effect. Find out what the Word says and then be doing it. Carrying it into effect. Not just saying, well, I'll just work this out, you know, I'm going to work out my own theology. And I'm just going to work out my own salvation. No, that's not what Paul said. He is saying, be carrying it into effect. The Word of God says that faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So, if you want to enter into the provision God has made, you have to have the faith in the provision, and faith in the provision comes by hearing what the promise said. So you hear the promise, speak the promise, proclaim the promise until faith comes, and you can enter into the provision. And that's what Paul's talking about. Not just... You know, do whatever you feel is right and you'll be all right. That's not what he's saying. Now there's a scripture in the 11th chapter of Luke. Let's look at that. This is another one of the prime targets that people get confused on. Now Jesus is talking about prayer here. He's teaching them to pray. Now in verse 5, Jesus said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend? And shall go to him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. 
Everyone that asketh receiveth, he that seeketh findeth, to him that knocketh it shall be open. Now here's the way that most of the time you hear this, that this man just kept knocking at the door, and he just kept knocking and beating on that door until the guy came, and that's what Jesus is teaching us, just to be persistent, just to keep on praying the same prayer over and over and over and over, and finally God will get up out of bed and get you what he wants. Now you know that's kind of the idea that I had for years. But now let's notice something. Go back to verse 5. The key to understanding this is what Jesus says here. He asks a question, which of you will have a friend and shall go to him at midnight and say unto him, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine in his journey is coming to me and I have nothing to set before him. Now the question is asked, would you have a friend like this? That if you went to him at midnight and said, company's come, I have some tuna fish, but I don't have any bread, would you loan me some bread? And they said, you ugly thing, you ought to came before we went to bed. No, we're not giving you any bread. <laughs> now, who'd want a friend like that? That's the question Jesus is asking them. Which of you would have a friend like this? Well, the answer is simple, none of them. I mean, if you had friends like that, you wouldn't need any enemies, would you? But now listen to what he says. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needed. God does not answer prayer on the basis of friendship. Never has, never will. Does not answer prayer on the basis of friendship. The Bible says the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Prayer doesn't change things. It's the prayer of faith that changes things. People are praying all over the world. Some to Buddha, some to Mohammed, some to wooden gods and everything else. It's not prayer that does it. It's the prayer of faith based on a promise, a divine promise of the word of God, see. So what Jesus is pointing out here is that you don't come to God and just walk up there and just because, say, you're my friend, God, and, you know, answer me. I mean, get this stuff all because we're friends. In the first place, if you'll notice here, what everybody says is that the guy just kept knocking, kept knocking. Did you notice in the Scripture it never did say that he knocked? Not even recorded in the Scripture. And I had a guy argue with me one day. Oh, he just kept knocking, just kept beating on that door. I said, would you read that to me? Well, he said, I don't know where it is, but I know the Bible says that. Well, it doesn't say that in the Bible. Now, he might have knocked, but the Bible didn't say that he did, so we're not sure that he did. The only thing that even indicate there might have been a knocking was that Jesus said, Knock and it shall be opened unto you. But he also said, Seek and you shall find. He also said, Ask and it shall be given you. In other words, he is saying that this is not representative of God because if you ask God, you'll receive. If you seek God, you'll find. And if you knock concerning something of God, it'll be open to you. So see, we've taken this parable and we've said, Well, now this guy in bed is God. Well, he couldn't be. God doesn't sleep. Now, let me show you the difference. The difference is importunity. Now, the word importunity means, it can mean persistence. It also means boldness or barefacedness, boldness. Now, when you say, people say, well, it was persistence that got the man the bread. He just kept knocking. Well, the Bible didn't say he kept knocking. Why did we say that? The Bible didn't even say he knocked. 
You know what happened to the man? It was his persistence of faith. Now, when you say persistence, that means to keep on keeping on, right? When you say persistence by itself, you mean keep on keeping on, okay? But when you say persistence of faith, you have changed the meaning. Persistent faith asks in faith once and just stands there and stands there and stands there and stands there and stands there until he receives. Hmm? Now, you see, if Jesus was trying to say here that you just got to keep knocking and keep asking about the same thing, he violates everything that he said about prayer. Ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Then, of course, the Amplified comes along and kind of muddies the water up a little bit and says, ask and keep on asking. Well, if that means that, it means receive and keep on receiving. Every time you ask, you receive, and every time you, you know. And what we need to realize is that God is showing us something. He doesn't answer prayer because he's our friend. But it's through the importunity of faith. When you ask and you believe, you receive. All things, whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. He ask in faith. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, you shall have them. What things? Them things you prayed. And things you ask. You believed you received them. If you believed you received them yesterday morning when you prayed, why did you pray and ask God for them again this morning? Hmm? Importunity of faith asks and believes. And just keeps standing and keeps standing. Now there is prayer of petition, which we're talking about here particularly, that asks God to do something and then believes it and receives it. There is a prayer of dedication where you could pray the prayer of dedication over and over. There's a prayer of intercession where you could pray over and over. You could pray the word of God over a situation over and over and over. But we're talking about the prayer of petition here. He asks and he just stands there and he stands there and he stands there until he receives. That's importunity, the boldness of faith. In other words, the barefacedness, because the man had enough boldness to come to him at midnight and say, he had confidence in me that even at midnight I'd get up and get him bread. He said, because of his importunity, he'd get up and give him all that he needed. So we can learn a great lesson out of it. Can you see that? Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your word, and we thank you for the entrance of the word that brings light. And we thank you that your word will not return unto you void, but it will accomplish that whereunto you sent it. We believe, Father, that the word that has gone forth has hit the mark. It's answered some questions in the hearts and the minds of the people here this morning. And that your power and your wisdom and your anointing that flows through the word of God shall minister to the needs of their life, shall quicken them according to the word of God and strengthen them with all might according to your glorious power. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Now, this last day for this offer, offer number 7249, Scriptural Balance to Hard Sayings. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. This is one of the most informative series that I've ever done concerning hard sayings in the Bible. It'll be a blessing to you. For instance, in Romans 8, 28, we all know that scripture. And we know that all things work together for good to them that are called according to his purpose. 
Well, now, wait a minute. All things work together for good? Well, now, Paul didn't believe that, and he was the one that wrote it. Because in Thessalonians, he said to the church at Thessalonica, I would have come unto you once and again, but Satan hindered me. Well, now, Paul didn't believe that all things work together for good. So what's he talking about in Romans 8, 28? Back up and read a few scriptures. And basically, here's what it says. When you don't know what to pray for as you ought, the Holy Spirit prays through your spirit the way God would pray. And then you know that all things, what all things? All things you prayed about in the spirit, in tongues, that the Holy Spirit prayed through your spirit will begin to work together for good. Not everything that happens to you in life is working together for good. And if you believe that, you're deceived. No, Jesus said Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he said, I'm come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So if Satan's doing it, it's killing, stealing, and destroying. So you see, you have to keep it in the context of the Scriptures. Or it becomes what I call a false truth. It's in the Bible, all right, but it's simply not true when it's stated out of context. So no, all things don't work together for good. Everything that happens to you in life is not the will of God, and it doesn't work together for good. If it did, there would be no reason for you to resist the devil. The Scripture says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. You need this series, Scriptural Balance to Hard Sayings, offer number 7249, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.